Good afternoon, everybody. Um, this is Made in EDH, and I'm Chris. This is Kayla. Um, I kind of want to give you a little backstory. Um, I've been playing Commander since about 2010. Uh, my first Commander deck was Teza Orzov Scion back in those good old days. Uh, my buddy was teaching me how to play this new format called Elder Dragon Highlander before it was ever known as Commander. Even before Kalia and any of those command decks were released, I was playing Commander. Um, and I started playing EDH about eight years ago, I want to say. My first deck was a Drana mono black vampire deck. I was really into collecting legendary creatures and hey, why not make a deck based around it? Yeah, and um, I'm sure if any of you have listened to our trailer, um, we're talking about uh, tricolors today, our Try Try Pizza Pie Day. Uh, yeah, I, I make horrible dad jokes. I apologize in advance. They kind of get off the rails a little bit. Um, and I think Kayla is going to maybe give us a start on... So we are starting with Bant. Um, for those of you who don't know, that's green, white, blue tricolor. Um, honestly, I'm looking through the cards and I think it's one of the weaker tricolors out there. Chris might disagree with me, but... <laughs> I got lots of flying out of the Bont, Bant, however you pronounce it. Um, we got flying, vigilance, I saw a lot of exalted cards, which can be pretty strong. Overall, I just thought Bant was pretty weak, honestly. <laughs> um, I, I do have to contest a little bit um, with Bant. Um, I actually think that um, with Bant, there is a lot of synergies with it you got enchantress aggro support um there's a lot of good untapped combo pieces like estrid and derevi um but you know i do have to agree um i feel like bant is if it's not a complete and total kind of like value engine deck um which it's hard not to be because of the commanders we have for bant it just seems that like that's all it seems to do it's like you're playing bant okay what kind of value engine are you running mm. um one of the cons i see for the bant especially is it just seems like it's one of those colors that when you see it on the table you know it's just gonna go off the rails it's gonna ramp it's gonna draw and it's gonna get out of hand very fast if you don't watch it yeah that is a fair assessment um one of the things that i was a little upset about was the ultimatum it it's not really something that you want to run in edh um you know you search your library for cards with the same name yeah <laughs> well i mean you got those persistent petitioners come on we can do uh, that mill strategy and dance, make your opponents happy <laughs> um you know and on that kind of topic, you know, there's there's a lot of cool, like, flavorful Bant cards, but there is a lot of letdown. Like, that Ultimatum, it's, like, only really good with Persistent Petitioners, but that's okay, I think. Because, I mean, we don't need every single card to be made for EDH to be functional. Yeah, that is true. But I do have some wishes for Bant that I would like to see more support of that I just don't see right now in that color scheme. Which is, where is my good old token commander? Yeah, a token commander would be nice. They do have a instant spell. You can put X white bird soldiers into play where X is the number of attacking creatures. So 
that's that's one option, but you're right, where's the commander? Because it's just like, you know, white-green's super good about making tokens. Blue's even gotten to that point where it makes pretty good tokens nowadays, too. Yeah. I just don't... I just don't see why we can't have that as an option. You got the Selesna in there, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, like I said, this is, uh, in the previous trailer, we are only talking about the tricolors. We are not talking about partner combinations, because, of course, if we talk about those, oh, you can do anything, <laughs> really. <clears throat> but I think, um, I think that will wrap up Bant, um, and I think we're going to head into the next one. One of my favorites. <laughs> so we are next talking about Esper, uh, the toxic tricolor. <laughs> and for those of you who aren't familiar, that's blue, black, and white. Hmm. <laughs> toxic. Uh, what? You mean control is super mean or something? Nah, not at all. So here in Esper, we have a lot of sphinxes, a lot of artifacts, a ton of graveyard return, and of course, gaining life. Just classic black-white there. Yeah, um, I think Esper is one of those color schemes I feel is actually in a pretty good spot. Like... It's, it's one of those color variations where it's like, it's almost got everything. Like, you look, mm. you'd be like, I want to play this thing. Go look at Esper. See if it's one of its commanders fits what you're doing. Like, it's almost got everything in there. Yeah. We got Send Triplets. Solid card. We got Oloro. <laughs> um, we got Alayla. Our, our, the uh, artful one the fairy warlock that's just um whenever you cast artifacts or enchantments you get fairy tokens and it gives you flying boost anthem oh, effect it's a great one <laughs> that's actually kind of surprising like why do we have a good token production in esper but not in bant again yeah that's, kinda that's a bit strange actually we got sidri so for all your artifact love out there yeah, I just I just think Esper is one of those colors where um, the only the only thing I can see as a negative is <laughs> the fact it kind of ends up turning into more of a control game, and we all know how we feel about people who run like tons of counter spells and board wipes, and it seems like when you run across an Esper deck, they're running a lot of those generally. Yeah, there is one aspect i would actually love to see in esper tricolor there is one thing that i don't really see as a commander option for support for which i think would be really entertaining which is a better group hug card in esper oh colors. man i need to see this now <laughs> um i mean the closest we get is Amima aminatu with her um exchanging permanent things but you know it's just trading why not like give us something like a Philodegrift that Bant has to, that like gives people things for you doing something to make something stronger or something like that, you know? Something maybe in Esper color scheme that can do something crazy like that. I don't know. I kind of like spicy odd, oddball things <laughs> like Zedra, so. Or in that same idea, there's usually like world enchantments um so what about a enchantment or something that f 
fits the Esper that also punishes your opponents. I'd, I'd like to see something like that because, again, Esper is just the big bad guy and why not make it more toxic? <laughs> but are they the really big bad guy? I think that's the next shard. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, with that, is there anything else we want to talk about Esper-wise? Um, I think that one's pretty cut and dry on, you yeah. know, it's... It's doing Esper things, and it's pretty strong. It's got a lot of support. Even it's got Voltron support if you want to play Chronium the Mutable. I, oh, I yeah. found that a lot of fun, <laughs> actually. Um, and even uh, you got Dak on Blackblade, too, who's a great Voltron commander as well. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Esper is in a really good spot for people who want to get into Commander and just want to build a bunch of decks. Yeah. It's, it's got great support in that color It's scheme. solid. Alright. And for the next one, arguably my top tricolor in this one, <laughs> um, is definitely Grixis. And I gotta be honest. Looking at Grixis cards, what can't you play? <laughs> let's yep. Let's start there. What can't you actually do in Grixis colors? And for those of you who aren't quite familiar, that's blue, black, and red. The, searching through all the legends that I was looking through, I was like, you know, mm. <laughs> there's Will Support, there's Reanimator, there's even Group Hug in Grixis. Which yeah. I was like, wow, that's cool. There's Draw Gain Ability... You got 1-1 one, one counter support with Marchessa. Um, you got Wizard Tribal. <laughs> um, pretty much, I think Grixis is a pretty solid color scheme for Commander, being that you can pretty much... Oh, I like, a, I like the Grixis color scheme, and I want to build a Commander that's in support of that. Well, go figure out what your playstyle is in that in Grixis colors and go play it because guarantee you you're gonna have a good time playing that one. Yeah, it's very versatile. You have plus one plus one counters. You have, let's see, you have unearth a lot of unearth, which is very interesting mechanic. Um, you have a lot of instant or sorcery cards matter, which is great. And of course, you have Nico Bolas. Oh yes, the good old Dragon Boys. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Um, and I, the only thing I can see about Grixis that I have a critique about isn't any design thing that I feel about Grixis. I think it, design-wise, I think Grixis is a solid, solid tricolor. Mm. My, my only complaint to Grixis decks is every time you see a Grixis deck... 80% of the time, there's some sort of wheel wind condition in there. Mm. I I can't tell you how, how tiring it is to see a Grixis deck wheeling. <laughs> it happens so much. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I get it. It's in your colors. You get the best support for it. But, I mean... Let's see something new. <laughs> yeah, this is why I play Marcel. You mm. know, it doesn't wheel. It just it just does a lot of crazy things, and nobody <laughs> expects the nonsense that it does. Yeah, a lot of shenanigans. Now, my one wish for Grixis, and this is this is a ballpark swing here. 
can I get more support for Mishra? Mishra. Uh, Mishra is a human artificer um, that's whenever you play an artifact spell, you may search your graveyard, hand, or library with a card with the same name as that spell and put it into your hand. And you, if you, shuff, if you search your library this way, shuffle it. Oh. He's a 4-4. He's a solid legend, but his effect does nothing in ETH. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only thing I would maybe like to see is maybe an artifact card that says that you can have any number of this in your deck. Like, nothing, nothing like, super, like, powerful, but, like, something. I don't know. <laughs> something to give him a little bit more support. I think he needs a little bit more love, personally, but I think, I think as far as Trix is concerned, if that's the only critique I have is maybe giving one commander a little bit more playroom i think it's sitting in a good spot yeah another great tricolor combo uh so on to our next one which i uh i gotta be honest this one i'm not really thrilled about um i think it's all right especially if you're first starting out in commander um we're talking about Jund, of course, and for those of you who aren't quite familiar, that's black, red, and green. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun color scheme. Um, I'll let Kayla talk about it, because I do have quite a critique on this one. <laughs> so, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. You know, you got your red and green, that's always straightforward. Um, you have a lot of graveyard return and play. You got a bit of land destroy, which everybody loves. Um, lots of plus one, plus one counters, and a ton of dragons to choose from. So it's something that you can really easily just, oh, I want to start playing commander. I would honestly recommend Jund as one of your options. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that Jund's not a bad color to start with. It's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to pick up on. It's got a pretty synergistic theme. And that is kind of a little bit where my critique comes in. Mm. Of Jund has this really bad, nasty habit of doing some sort of aristocrat sack effect. Okay, yeah. Um, like, see that. okay, there are like a few corner pieces like um, Zira, you know, that awesome insect. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Vivictus, the original... Um, I actually like that one, and I I wish we'd see more of that, but I get it that maybe that would not be a good idea for Commander for us to have uh, a creature that has fire breathing. You just, you just foam with mana and make them burn to death. Mm. And it's a 7-7 seven, seven flyer, and it has fire breathing with you pay one black or a red or a green. Oh, and it's got a nice little cumulative upkeep. <laughs> Haven't seen that in a while. Well, it's not cumulative. It's just upkeep. Oh, it's just upkeep. Which, I mean, if you're playing green, that's not even that big of a deal. Yeah, true. Um, that's like, uh, again, like one of the few corner cases that's not playing some sort of sack aristocrat thing. Like, yeah, because you, look you at got fake-cursed king sack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gyrus wants things into your graveyard so you can reanimate it out. Mm. Um, Derengrass dies, comes back. Val the new Valvictus, which hacks things. 
Wasi Torah sacks things. <laughs> Lord Wingrace, um, you kind of discard lands to get value, which it's not really as much as Aristocrat, but also is playing a lot in the graveyard still. Um, Yurlock is another great addition to Jund. I think that was a great card they printed. Yeah, bring back Mana Burn. Yeah, and it was, I honestly thought it was a really good spicy Jund card, but as far as looking at all the commanders and how I feel about it, it just, oh, it's a Jund deck. Uh, Is there going to be a sacrifice? You can bet it. (laughs) It's just like Grixis Wheels. You'll you'll know when you see the tricolor, you know it's there. There's lots of haste love, too. Like, your creatures come in, they're big, and they can attack right away. Yeah, it's a good color scheme, definitely, for starting players because they can just pick up Jund cards and they just work. They they will do the hard work because they synergize so well with each other. Um, maybe that's why, aesthetically, I don't prefer it because it's just it's just the same deck. You just put somebody else at the helm almost. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one spicy enchantment from this set, from this color set. Uh, we got Destructive Flow. And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-basic land. That is just rude. <laughs> as that's a mean one. The land hate is a pretty big thing in Jun too. Yeah. Um, and if you are a new player, um, unless you're playing in a super competitive um, group, I would really advise don't go heavy land destruction. You won't have a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. You could throw a couple spells in there, but don't run your deck based around it. <laughs> yeah, it's also kind of it's spot removal for lands when you're playing a four-player game. It's... it's uh, <laughs> You'll, you'll be expending more resources than it's worth unless you're able to, like, make everybody lose the same amount of lands. Then it's beneficial. But usually when you're playing those cards, it hits you, too. And yep. overall, those things aren't necessarily the best of things. Again, unless you're playing Win- Lord Windgrace, then then you don't care. Then everybody's lands is basically a resource for you anyway, so who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, okay. Um, and I think our next color we're going into is... Naya! And for those of you who aren't familiar, that is red, green, and white. Oh, yes. Big, big old scary things. Big creatures. Big boys. <laughs> Lots of token synergies. Um, some pretty good Voltron support, too, if you go um, URL. Um, the Mist Stalker, hexproof basically. Um, before the hexproof was a thing, um, and it's got a lot of aura support for that. Um, and it's pretty good in certain tribals. Um, there's, you got cat dog tribal, dinosaurs. Um, anything else? Multicolor tribal even actually exists in this one. A little bit of elemental. So great colors for elemental too. Oh yeah, and um, I can't really say anything else about that. It seems like yeah, that's pretty well rounded. You just got big hitters and a bit of token creation, which is always nice. Yes, um, you know, I feel like 
this is one of those things where it's, it's similar in the band fashion of it's really strong, but this one has a far bigger drawback than Bant does. What do you think the drawback is? Um, I have to say the big drawback is when you see Nea colors, you can assume that they're doing either tokens or creatures. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So you know what your opponent is running if you see Naya. Yeah, you're not really going to see big storm decks in Naya unless they're playing, you know... I'm just playing this commander, but I'm actually playing a storm deck in disguise, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I would actually kind of like to see something that's, like, a little bit more supportive for something like that than what we have. We don't really have a lot of strong enchantment um, yeah, support that's or true. anything. Which I guess kind of makes sense because of the green. Green isn't really big for enchantment support, but I mean, but you Bant got the white it. in there, yeah. Um, you know, like it could even be something as crazy as like you know, um, we could do something like a similar effect, like Corona that gets passed around, but it's like aggro. Maybe I feel like it would be kind of an interesting like Corona the False God, where it, it passes itself around the table. Oh yeah. Like, I, I think that would be kind of interesting. And then just play, like, some sort of, like, you can only attack this one way. Um, gosh, uh, the white enchantment escapes my mind here. Um, that lets you only attack in one direction. Uh, yeah, you do something like that and play some weird, funky, like, different kind of tech. That would go really well with the big creatures. Just kind of controlling combat that way. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't want to be playing big Stompy and you're playing a Stormy deck, I guess you could go as far as playing maybe Zakama, but you're playing Zakama. <laughs> I, I don't think you're really doing much anything else except just playing Zakama and just using all his abilities to make your opponents miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably running Dino Tribal. Oh, yeah. But I think that's kind of like my big con for uh, Naya is, you know, there's just, there's, it's all creature decks. There's really, like, not really good support for anything else. Which I guess you kind of don't need, like, Jund, you know. But at the same time, I, I maybe would like to see something different. Like I said, maybe, maybe Group Hug. But <laughs> I, I just want to see Group Hug in every color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a Nephilim with Group Hug. Why is it so hard for us to have more than just, like, you know, like a couple tricolors that do the Group Hug thing? Give us the Group Hug. <laughs> All right, and I think that's um, that's the shards. Uh, we're going to switch over now to um, what some refer to as the cons, but um, I'm going to refer to some of these as the old Apocalypse names because I feel like some of those names were better and... <laughs> They kind of just like swept it under the rug and were like, no, we need new names. We're going to use these cons names now. So I'm not too familiar with the old school names, but the first one that we have is Soltai, which is, that is black, green, and blue. Mm, Soltai. Oh, Soltai. Um, its old name was Anna. Um, I actually do like Sultai better. Um, I think that was one of the few that I was like, okay, I actually like the uh, newer name better. Yeah. Um, so, 
What do we think the pros are for Sultai? A lot of draw power I was seeing. Um, again, graveyard return, dying triggers, lots of death touch. Yes. Um, I feel like Sultai, well, it has very few options looking at the commanders themselves. Um, tends to have this really big recurring theme of I need to play with my graveyard for most of it. Which goes so well with the Golgari. Yes, um, there's obviously the few exceptions of Zaxara and Archelos and uh, Yorn. Mm -hmm. um, those are like a few of the f ones that aren't really playing with some sort of graveyard effect or Volrath, Yarrick. There's a lot of like really good Sultai cards, but it just seems like every time you see some sort of Sultai deck, they're always playing with their graveyard in yep. some way. Digging through their graveyard. We got Muldratha, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got Tossiger, one of the bigger bad boys that people play. Who just, when you see a Tosker deck, you cannot underestimate the power of that deck. Mm -hmm. It's so easy just to go um, pretty much hardcore when you get that deck going. You got the Mimeoplasm. Great one. Play from the graveyard again. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, I actually, the one thing about Sultai um, that it has support for that I think we, I would love to just see a five color support for this in the future is Kadena, the morph commander. Oh yeah. I would love to see a five color morph commander so we can get all the morphs into a single <laughs> deck. That would be yeah. so sweet. We need this now. <laughs> I mean with manifest technically you can but uh, the partner beating, too. beating around the bush a bit. Um, but, you know, actually, I have a critique for Sultai. What's that? But we will get into that when we go into it on the other um, colors in the cons district. Oh. <laughs> I will go into my beef with this. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do that one next, which um, which is the Necra, or when renamed in cons, Abzan. Abzan, huh? So that is the white, black, green. Yes. Um, so Abzan has this really big reoccurring theme, which I don't have any gripe with. I think it's solid. But it's a little weird to me that it has a it has a running theme, but doesn't do the one thing that's it's um its other counterpart, Sultai, or Ana does. Uh, Necra actually has this reanimating creature aspect or toughness matters or counters aspects in their deck theme. Um, but like the only other thing that seems to be a theme is Tyam is the only one that lets you pull other permanents from your graveyard that aren't creatures. That is the only support in that color scheme that lets you do that. Hmm. Which I thought was really strange that, you know, white, black, and green being very big reanimator colors. Yeah. Can't reanimate permanents. So I was thinking to myself, 
Why was Maldrotha sulti-colored when it would have actually kind of made more sense if it was... Abzan. Necro, yeah. Like, doesn't it aesthetically feel a little bit better that yeah. you can play a permanent from your graveyard that into goes, play? That goes way better with the white aspect of it. I mean, that's how I kind of feel about it. I just feel like maybe Maldrotha, if it was Abzan-colored, would have been maybe better, but... I think if you did that, then Kaladar uh, decks, the, you know, Ghost Chieftain, I, I'm butchering the name horribly. <laughs> um, you know, if you put, if you put uh, Muldrotha in those colors, well, now it just goes into the deck with that one. Yeah. Which I guess that would just mean that you just never see Muldrotha really in the command zone if it had white mm. instead of blue. But I feel like there are some weird... Soltai cards I, I feel like should have been Necra. Also Yarik. Yeah. I get from like maybe a story standpoint that they were having Yarik fight Omnath and that's how Omnath got the white just to decimate Yarik. Maybe it fits a bit more with the elemental aspect, but... Mm. I feel like Yarik's EBT effects mm. feel a little bit more appropriate for white than they did for blue. Yeah, they do. But that's just me. That's my personal opinion on it. But Abzan, I feel like it's counters matter and some sort of graveyard play. You got a good bit of uh, life gain in there, too. Yeah, um, but it's like some of the other colors. It's just, it feels like you're playing this deck, it's just going to synergize with yourself, you just switch the helm occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like Jund. It's, you see this deck, you're going to assume it's playing with its graveyard and it's going to have a lot of critters. You're not really going to see support for other things in this color scheme, which is maybe something they will change in the future. I can hope. <laughs> yeah. That's my personal feel on it. I don't know if you feel the same way for Abzan. Um... Yeah, I feel like they could mix it up a little. It is very creature-heavy, but again, with the graveyard return not being permanent-focused, but creature-focused makes sense, so... Yeah, and I mean, we do technically have one that's not creature-heavy, which is Kethys, the Hidden Hand, but for you to reanimate a legendary permanent from your graveyard, you have to exile two legendaries. Yeah... It's a little costly. <laughs> it's a bit rough to be doing that to yourself in a limited, with a constructed format that only lets you have singleton. So it's just like you kind of need to throw away some good old legends. And when you're doing that, it's it doesn't feel like you're throwing away a bad card. It, th it feels like you're maybe throwing away something valuable that you're just not using right now. And then later on, you're like, oh man, I wish I didn't get <laughs> rid of that. Yep. <laughs> So why did that have a drawback, but the Soul Tide one doesn't? Yeah, that's a good point. That one would make more sense to have like some sort of drawback, I feel. Because mm -hmm. white doesn't have drawbacks when you return permanents from your graveyard to play. I feel like there's a lot of white hate in Magic, though. Like, they're just weak. <laughs> well, it's like, we have support for good reanimator in white. And that's why I'm a little yeah. confused at some of these color pairings of it. Because you have... Profound Journey, which was printed in Dragons of Tarkir, hmm. that lets you pull a permanent card. Oh, I think it's a creature. I think it's a creature card actually from your graveyard into play, 
And oh, it has wow. rebound. Rebound, huh? <laughs> so you get basically two things from your graveyard. And we don't have very much support. We also have um, that white sorcery. Um, I'm spacing on the name. But it lets you pull all enchantments from your graveyard into play for four mana. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I cannot... Gosh, what is that name? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up real quick. Um, is there anything else in Abzan that I'm maybe not seeing? Because I'm only looking at legendaries. You've looked at maybe some of the other aspects. Is there um, something else that's key that I'm missing? Let's see. There's a bit of plus one, plus one counters going on, which is pretty solid. It's a good color for tree folk, so... <laughs> this is true. It does have a lot of good um, tree folk support. Um, that card I was looking at was a replenish. Um, <clears throat> ghastly pricing. Ah, <laughs> uh, goodness. Did not realize. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes when you look at card values and you're like, man, I wonder how much that card's worth nowadays, and you just kind of gag. <laughs> Oh, that's definitely one of those things. Um, it's anyway. definitely not for a budget deck. <laughs> no, no. Uh, just glancing was apparently like 80 bucks around there. Um, apparently it's on the rise. I remember looking at that like a few years ago. It was only 40 um, Again, Marketplace. Um, you can always get some really funny values sometimes. Yep. <laughs> um, when you see a card and you're just like, maybe this is valuable. It's sitting at 10 bucks. Uh, I recommend picking it up. The last few cards I've picked up for about that price point, um, I've have turned quite the head. Mm. I bought a power <laughs> artifact for eleven dollars, and now it's sitting at like one hundred fifty. So, <laughs> hey, you never bad. know. <laughs> so yeah, I got a little off topic there, um, but I don't think there was much more we could say about Abzan except maybe can we get a good reanimation mechanic that's not just creatures. And not detrimental in a way. Yeah. Which would, I think, be the wish for Abzan. Or also, wait, wait. <laughs> Here's a thought. Okay, we have Abzan. We have all these color pies that have pretty synergistic things with their colors. There's one thing I don't see in Abzan colors for support for, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity. What's that? Where is our good life gain deck? Yeah, that's true. So you have Oloro, but what about Abzan? <laughs> yeah, like, we have green cards that give you life, we have black cards that extort life, and we have white cards that gain life. That would be the perfect life gain, Commander. Yeah, like, we could have the most awesome, like, out-of-the-blue life gain deck in a tricolor people would not expect. Again, we're not talking about partners, so you could probably go and build that in a partner scheme, but... You know, if we could get, like, a tricolor that was, like, a support for that, I think that would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look at, like, tricolors as, like, good beginner cards for, like, new players more so. Like, more nowadays because of Commander Legends, people are probably going to be playing more partners, I feel. Yeah, definitely. The meta real... Ugh, ugh, meta. I said the bad word. Um, <laughs> the... The really big theme is partners nowadays because just there's just so much good synergy with them and you can pretty much play anything. What's that, the Prismatic Piper? 
Yeah, I mean that one probably one of the worst. And if you're actually mm-hmm. playing that, it's you're you're you didn't find anything, and you're just like, eh, I'm just gonna play this. <laughs> I'm just gonna put this in here, <laughs> which is fine when you're first starting out. Yeah, it's good. But uh, I think uh, we'll go on to another one. I picked the this last one. Uh, which one do should we go on to next? Uh, okay. Just go down the list, I suppose. Yeah, let's uh, let's go down to uh, Seta. Or... Oh, not Seta. Uh, we'll go to Raka actually, because I think that's next on your oh, list. Oh, Raka. So one of my favorites, <laughs> another evil color is Jeskai. Uh, we got blue, red, and white. Mm. <laughs> Can't say control in those colors. Nope, not at all. We got a lot of good token creation. We got draw manipulation and advantage. We actually had quite a bit of double strike in Jeskai. Um, yeah, it's it's just good. <laughs> it's very good. And also a little bland. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, I do I do like Jeskai. I feel like it has a lot of good support. Um, it's really good, especially if you like playing instants and sorcery decks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a good support for that. So I'm not bash again. When I'm saying I I'm looking at this as you know, if I'm gonna go out and bu- build like three Jeskai decks, um, are they are they gonna look very similar? And yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're it's very true. Um, but, you know, there are corner cases in this one, which kind of makes me kind of look at and go, you know, I think Jeskai actually is a pretty good color, especially if you want to, like, master it. There's a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my personal favorites, like, I like playing things that are a little unique and weird, um, is Zedru. I built this oh, deck. Yeah. <laughs> I made a list. I didn't look at... When I build decks, I do not look at lists online. I make my own from scratch every time. Um... And when I built this deck, I never realized how much fun it was until I started playing it. And one of my friends I was playing it with at the time, he played. He saw my Zedra deck and he's like, can I try it? <laughs> and he loved it. He was like, this is the perfect politics deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you can give people great cards. It's just, it's a really fun deck. You can make it really mean. But my deck was, it could either be really mean at times, or it can be your best friend. <laughs> Which I feel like is a very odd thing in those colors, but I yeah, think it's true. really neat. It's like a little bit of a group hug of, it's oh, little... you're, you're not drawing what you need? Here, you let go. me give you an Archmage Ascension <laughs> with, every, with all the counters on it so you can just search what you need out of your deck. So that card, you really can manipulate the game and make sure your friends are having fun too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like... I mean, yeah, if you have angles to win the game, there's those built in. I have a few in there. But, like, a lot of other decks um, are definitely, like, you know, instant sorcery or non-creature oriented. Um, There's also wall support, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, I think that one's a pretty pretty neat card. I was kind of happy when that was printed, except... I was a little bit out of my theme, and I already had a wall deck because the Nephilim wall commander with the 2-8 <laughs> toughness boys, um, I think they are the perfect wall commander because you get all the good walls. Um, but, you know, they even have giant tribal, which is kind of cool. A 7-7 seven, seven for 4 mana? Yeah, so that's... So solid. 
granted, you can't choose where it goes to when it attacks. It attacks randomly, but, you know, it's, it's great. still great. Seven command damage. Oof. Ooh. It's only three hits. Someone's dead. Spicy. <laughs> and is it hard to give haste in those colors? Not at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and unblockable in blue? Mm, it's solid. Uh, and as far as Jeskai's concerned, I, I honestly don't really think it needs support for much more maybe maybe it could use a token cr production commander that it doesn't require you to um maybe play as many instant sorcerers or just doing value things i mean akim the soaring wind was a good one except it's bad <laughs> um you might be asking why uh, it's a flying 3-4. Whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn, create a 1-1 one, one white bird creature token with a flying. So it kind of gives you an extra token whenever you make tokens, but you can only do it once each turn. Yeah. Could we maybe, like, I get why you would maybe not want, like an effect that lets you make more than that. You don't maybe want people having tons of like value out of that but well you could have maybe kaikar wins fury your commander so there would be your token creation mechanic yeah the only thing i about that one is like you know you're playing a lot of spells so has is it hard for you to play that deck without any counter spells or like tons of board wipes because you're, you're making value when you do so probably not <laughs> so that's the thing it's like kind of just guy's got this um bad habit of being like a storm deck because most people play it that way yeah but i feel like jeskai is in a pretty good spot um as far as mechanically speaking um my list i think might change on what i feel about these colors a little bit because i do actually feel like jeskai's a better color than i gave it credit for initially <laughs> it's pretty good all right um second to last i think we're discussing um which would be either seta or dega um let's go with dega so that's also known as mardu and that's red white and black mm. you know as far as color schemes is concerned I really think this one's gotten all the support it needs, like Grixis. Mm -hmm. And for the color scheme it has, I think this is one of the best color schemes if you're getting into Commander to start with. I agree. There is a ton of synergy in this color. Um, if you love human creatures, go human tribal. You will be very happy with that. <laughs> uh, if you want to play politics, play Mathis, the Fiend Seeker. Um, Vampire Tribals very supported. We've got Voltron, Reanimator. Heck, we even have an experience counter commander in Tricolors, which mm. means you can use the other two experience commander uh, experience counter commanders in this deck as well with Kelsine the Plague. Granted, oh, yeah. those experience <laughs> counters may be a little bit harder to get besides Kelsines, but you know, I think that the synergies we get in Mardu are pretty sweet there's a lot of ways you can cheat out cards in this color oh yeah just a ton <laughs> and it's just been getting more and more support about it and it's different support it's not the same thing yeah which um 
with one of the new cards they printed from Commander Legends, uh, again, the Arcanum Weaver, mm. I think was one of the most spiciest cards they've printed in a while. And that kind of effect is something I would love to see in Abzan. Yeah. <laughs> Give it we some enchantment love. <laughs> some enchantment love or permanent love. Something that's not just creatures. I mean, Tyam's Ty great. It's... It's it's any permanent CMC three or less. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't remember what they changed that to. It's no longer CMC. They changed it to something different. Oh, Even, really? Yeah, I uh, I forgot that that was a thing that they did recently. Hmm. But yeah, I feel like I feel like Mardu is in a great spot. Yeah, it's just solid. Like, just like um, Grixis. The only drawback I feel when you see a Mardu deck is. If it's not a Mathis or a Gen deck, I can guarantee you it's some sort of aggro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Which is okay because we have spicy different types of aggro which is great, you know. I I can really appreciate that kind of deck tech. It feels like it's got great great effects for the color scheme it is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's solid. I think it's really solid. I think Kalia being printed as one of the first commander decks was a really Ooh. big shine of, you know, what a great commander can be. And, I mean, nowadays, I don't know how powerful Kalia is. She's still really strong. It's not something to bat an eyelash out, but, I mean, mm. there's a lot of ways to mess her up now with a lot of the new printed cards, like Mystic Reflection, that can really hose a Kalia deck. <laughs> I'm bro- I'm dropping it in Avacyn. Ha, ha, ha. No, it's actually a Sapperling. Joke's on you. <laughs> But, you know, as far as, like, mechanically speaking, I have no problems with it. I just, um, I just would like to see some other tricolors get the love that maybe Mardu and Grixis have with yep. variations. Maybe even Jeskai, because Jeskai even has very, a lot of variation, too. Yeah, it does. Alright, I think it's time for us to move on to the most infamous storm deck you can think of. <laughs> mm. And that is Temir. And colors are green, blue, and red. Or as the old days known as Seta. Seta. See, some of these older names, they kind of <laughs> rub off on me, and then the other ones are just like, ugh. <laughs> like Ana, it's just like, oh, gross. Nope. ties better. But uh, yeah, where do we begin on this? Uh, there's a lot. A lot of elemental love, which is great. Oh, yeah. mm, all right, I'm going to grab... All right. <laughs> Gonna start it. It's all storms. Yeah, that's true. You got Cascade. <laughs> cascade, value, play spells, value. Cheat out cards from exile. Um, I think one of the only things that's just not just storm up the wazoo is if you play Sirach Dragonclaw and you're playing Sirach Dragonclaw. Mm. I think you've probably not looked at any of the other legends unless you were looking for him flavor-wise for something, because he's cool and all, but his CMC is not very great mm. <laughs> for what the other Temur things can do, which is, he's great, don't get me wrong, I love Sorok. I built a Sorok deck, I built, 
I built uh, Ciroc Werewolves at one point. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun deck. Um, I think he's fun. I think he's got a lot of really strange text to me. I don't know why I think that. Hmm. I just feel like... Yeah, why do you think that? Now I want to know. <laughs> well, he's got Flash, can't be countered, creature spells you control, can't be countered, and other creatures you control have Trample. It's just... When I look at this, I'm like, could we maybe switch some of that around so maybe can we just say Sorok Dragon Claw and creature spells you control can't be countered or you know get rid of the other creatures you control have trample maybe other creature spells you control have flash yeah I feel like that's a bit more synergy he has like trample support when you're playing a green in your deck yeah, green-red. Green already has a lot of support for that. And green-red especially. There's tons <laughs> of trample support in True. there. True. And I just... I feel like... I don't know why, but I feel like he's not... He should be better than he is. When, when I played him, it did feel that way when I played the deck. Mm -hmm. Even when I switched up to do something else with the deck, it always felt like there was something not quite right with him. <laughs> Maybe it's off. the fact that he flashes and doesn't have haste. Yeah. But I feel like otherwise, Temur is just a storm deck. You're either just cascading or just playing tons of instants and sorceries. Or wheeling with Zyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the one thing that's a little bit different, but if you're playing wheels, you're already going to be doing some sort of storm craziness yeah. anyways. So. <laughs> so it just fits with it. Yeah, and then you got Animar, good good creature spell decks. You know, I I feel like that's all Tamar is, is storms and free spells. And I feel like maybe we could get something a little bit sillier in those colors, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess we have Omnath, the Locus of the Royal, which is pretty sweet. That's a little bit not stormy, and it's not cheating. It's the one unique thing that's not really odd with Sorok. There's also um, Yazalva, the Dragon Claw, which is pretty sweet too. Mm -hmm. But she's a little bit situational. You have to be playing against people who are playing creature decks, and if you're not, her effect is not good. <laughs> And, of course, the best commander in the color scheme is Riku, personal favorite. Yep. <laughs> a I lot would... you can do with Riku. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maelstorm Wanderer is probably another big one. And Kalamax. Kalamax is super solid. Mm -hmm. Also very stormy. Great one. Um, yeah, I'll... give us a quick second. I think I'm, gonna, I'm a little parched. Um, let me grab some water here. Alright, welcome back. Uh, we took a little brief little break there. Um, so we are just finished discussing Temur, and now we're kind of nearing the end of this episode, which we're going to leave it off with what we think is the easiest to play or has the most options for playing different types of varieties of decks. And I think both of us wrote down a little list here, and we're going to discuss it a little bit of what we think our number ones are. We're going to start from what we think is the worst, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, uh, what did you put as the worst? As the worst to play, I did pick Bant. Um, I just think it's weak sauce. It's got a bit of synergy, but 
I don't know. It's not. There's not a lot going on for it. I feel. <laughs> I see. Uh, I see. We're a bit different there. Um, I put Temer actually because I feel like the support for Temer is. I feel a bit the same. It's either big creatures, free spells, or storm, and I feel like that's just. There's just not a raw variety there. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> That's just my opinion on it. All right, let's go up to number nine. So you got, I got Temur for ten. You got Bant for ten. Yep. Let's go for nine. Let's see if we match up at um, all. Um, nine. I had Jund. It's it's a good, uh, color scheme, but again, it's very straightforward. Not too much spicy going on, in my opinion. I, I could see that. I, I had the fight with what I thought was worst and stuff, but John, unfortunately, was not my number nine. My number nine, I think, is Abzan. I would really oh. love to see some spice that we just have not seen. There's tons of options that we could have that just is not seen. I feel like it could get a lot more support than it actually has, and otherwise it's pretty much like the Temer problem of it's copy paste almost you just pick a different helm each time um uh, let's move up the list so we got tamar abzan for me uh banton jund um and what are we doing next so number eight spot i actually had abzan i agree with you it's lacking a bit of synergy but it has a lot of potential so hopefully in the future we'll see stuff um, on my number eight slot, I put Naya. Oh, Because Naya. it's all big creatures or token production mm -hmm. and dinosaur tribal. And, well, there's also cat dogs and a couple of other things. But it's just like, it's dumb creature tribal. And I feel like in those colors, I feel like there's something else that they could be doing instead of just the same thing over and over again yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's suffering the same thing as like abs and timer they're just kind of doing the same vibes and i feel like there there's there's options out there to do different things the other tricolors i feel like some of them have definitely gotten more love for that than these ones and this again we're not bashing these colors are terrible <laughs> this is just how we feel about how these tricolors this is just our opinions <laughs> yeah this is just how we feel about the tricolors maybe something could be worked out later on yeah uh number seven what do you got um i had tamir um yeah i guess like you said the storm mechanic it it's fun but not very many things you can do with it outside of that <laughs> that's fair you know, I, that's pretty good. It's still a good color. I just, like I said, I, I feel personally it's a lot lower for me. But, you know, if you if it's your thing, it's great, you know. <laughs> just like I, I actually rated Jund higher than you did. Yeah. And I actually earlier on was kind of hitting hard on it. And my Jund is number seven. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's got a lot of Sactocrats, which, yeah, uh, most of those are Sactocrat commanders. <laughs> besides, of course, like Lord of Windgrace or um, um, the Spider and 
the Yorok, which is oh, mana yeah. burn, <laughs> which is pretty spicy. I love that. I think just Yorlock and Lord Windgrace alone not being Sactocrats yeah. <laughs> just makes it a little bit better in my book. It's something odd that's not the same like generalized idea. It's creative, and that leads to more creative decks, which are always fun to see. Oh, yeah. Of course, you could build creative decks and just you know, run it as the head of something else. Like, you sometimes see five-color Nekasar decks. Those mm-hmm. are things. But, you know, I just kind of would like to see people build spicy spicy things that are have support for it. I yeah. think that would be neat. But, <laughs> again, our opinions. Uh, let's move down the list. Um, we got number six. What do you got? Um, I have Soltai. And I actually really like Soltai, but... As far as playing, uh, again, a problem with the synergy a bit, I feel. It's so funny, because I actually had Sultai as 6, too, <laughs> but I changed it to Bant. Oh. I felt Bant was slightly worse than Sultai. Yeah, well, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I think it's kind of funny. We are both on the same page. There are green-blue yeah. into, the, into the dumpster there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... So green blue, there. I feel like they could have a lot more simicky things, but it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's it's sometimes really awkward, and when they add that third color, it starts doing some like strange things. Not always like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's interesting um, that we have most of. I think the green blues we've already talked about, haven't we? Just now. Yeah, I guess we knocked them out. Simic is a Simic paired with, some a, hate. with one color is just apparently a very hard color to make unique synergistic feels to. And it's such a shame because I do really love Simic. It's it's so fun, but maybe yeah. they're worried that if they made Simic tricolor. Add a, tri- add a color to Simic that if it got too popular, it would become a popular tri pie. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about, like, you know, you have Simic Commanders, their, their power level is just outstanding. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you see a Simic Commander and it's generally, like, you don't bat an eye at it. It's good. Yeah. Like, it, most of the time you see a Simic Commander, you're just like, oh, this, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's going to ramp, it's going to draw, and it's, it's just going to go. I mean, I guess, at the very least, you can throw those Simic Commanders into your other blue-green tries so yeah and i think that's probably what they were thinking when they do these tries mm-hmm. that's our opinion anyway we're not saying any of these are bad like we said no. <laughs> we're just saying that maybe it's the reason why we haven't seen a really good flavorful simicky bounded tricolor what i i guess i'm trying to say is really like I'm kind of glad the support for Simic with an extra color is a little bit less because I feel like Simic's a bit overpowered. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> so with that, we're, we're just going to move on to number five. We don't need to hit the hammer on the head about how overpowered Simic is. We can go on about that on another day. Um, so the next one, our number five, is um, I think a little bit different for us. Uh, like I said, uh, I had Sultai at six, but I switched it. This is actually Sultai's five for me. I I feel like it's it's decent. It's got a lot of varieties of things you can play. I do feel like it's a little bland at times, but at least there's a variety, and it's it's pretty easy for people to pick up. I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, I went with Esper actually. I feel like it's not what everybody's gonna just jump into and play. 
but I put it kind of in the middle because if you pick up Esper and actually start to play it, it's really a good time, so... It's true. Um, I'm not a big control player, but um, it didn't stop me from building a Chronium the Mutable Voltron mm. deck. That was a blast. I, I will say that was still one of the most fun decks I've played. You can do a lot of weird things with Esper that aren't control, so yeah, that's cool. So uh, let's go on to number four, um, since number five there was pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, our number fours are different. I think everything on our list oh, yeah, is different really for the most different. part. <laughs> um uh, my number four is actually Esper. I thought it was better than um, than I thought so because I actually enjoy the varieties of Esper. I feel like Esper is one of the successful colors that you can pick it up and be like, well, I want to do this theme. Mm. You pretty much have support for a legend that you can do that with. And that's kind of why I put it in number four was it's one of those options that does have support for that. Yeah, I think actually looking through my list again, I would switch my number four and number five. So number four I have as Naya, but I think I'd switch that with Esper. Um, Naya is just, I feel, is really solid. Like there's land removal really strong. There's token creation, just overrun your opponents. And of course, big, big creatures, so... Yeah, Naya's got a lot of good support, and it is a good color scheme. It's just not for me, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I've played Naya a few times, and the only deck I really enjoyed was Martha the Wild. Mm. I think she's spicy, though. So, <laughs> uh, Let's go on to our number three. I, wow, I actually think we found one that we oh. paired up on. Synced. Number three is, uh, do you want to do three, two, one? Jeskai! Or Raka, as some of the old folks refer to it as. Yes, I think we agreed on one for once in this list of um, Jeskai being the the third slot. I think it's got a lot of good support. It's a very, very easy color scheme to get into. Oh, yeah. Like, you can play tokens, like we said. There's Zedru, that's if you want something really different. There's even Giant Tribal, which isn't yeah. really a big <laughs> thing, but now it's got good support with Kaldheim out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Like, I want to see a really good Raka freaking <laughs> Giant deck. I want it oh, to yeah. plow people's fields with that nonsense. So <laughs> yeah, there. like you said, it's, like, really easy to get into, but also you can do some really just messed up weird things with it, so there's a lot of room to grow with it. Oh, yeah, and I feel like Jeskai is going to be one of those popular colors that's going to continually get more support for it, which is great, because mm -hmm. it, it's a great color scheme. <laughs> All right, and I think our number twos are up next. Um, I had Grixis as number two. I have Dago or Mardu. Let's, uh, let's hear it, because I think our top two are the same, just flipped. Yeah, it, that's weird. Our top threes <laughs> were... We're pretty synced. I think yeah. we know what the good colors are. <laughs> so Grixis, I mean, we just have fast and hard-hitting. We have the haste and first strike. Nico Bolas, just, ah, nastiness. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just, it, Grixis is such a good color scheme. It's like, if you like those colors and you want to build a deck, there's, like, so much yeah. ways to do it. <laughs> 
unfortunately, it does see a lot of wheel play, and so does Jeskai. Yeah. It doesn't mean that um, it's bad by any means. It's just very playable. And unfortunately, it, it's very wheely, and a lot of people play it that way, which is unfortunate. But, you know, strategies are good, and sometimes you got to play the good strategies. <laughs> sometimes you got to be a little bit of a wheel player just, just to experience it, though. Yeah, do it and once. It's fun. <laughs> got to do it the one time. <laughs> and then never again. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> if you have a group that's good with it, then. Yeah, and. It. My number two is Mardu, but I feel like since we're both, our top twos are Mardu and Grixis, yeah. maybe we should both just kind of <laughs> just express it a little like. bit. So maybe I'll talk about Grixis here then, mm. which, to go on the same page, I love Grixis. I think it has the best support for any deck you want to fly. Even it has creature support deck. Like, you can build um, Anala, Black has Conspiracy, you have mm. Arcane Adaption in blue, and then you have the new uh, Muskwood uh, Nexus that makes all your creatures at all creature types. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you throw that in there and make everything like wizards. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you could play like any tribal in Grixis and make copies for one colorless of that non token creature entering the battlefield with Anala's Eminence. Nastiness. Oh, my goodness. Like all the options of Grixis, I just, I just love it. Being my favorite deck, being Marcel the mm. Pretender, I love I love throwing things <laughs> in the cage counters and just having tons of abilities and a commander that just gets progressively stronger as the <laughs> game goes on. Yep. Um, and for our final one, which um, she put as number one, I put as number two, which is uh, Dega or Mardu. Mardu. I just think they're. It's my number one. It's just got so much synergy. Like it's easy to pick up and it meshes really well it's it's not weak it's it can be really strong in certain situations and yeah it's just solid <laughs> it has such a good environment like all its legends that you can play are just mm -hmm. so good oh yeah <laughs> like there's not one like mardu option that's absolutely terrible <laughs> like maybe auras the the dragons that they did for all the tricolors back in those days that you have to hit somebody to get their effects. They're they're not bad, but I mean that's the if that's the worst, yeah, that color's that's good. pretty good. <laughs> um, and that's honestly, I think Mardu is is like Grixis. You can play almost anything in it and yeah. have a good time. Like if you're into those colors, you can pretty much play whatever you want because there's support for it. Yeah. And I feel like that's a successful color. Like Jeskai, Mardu, and Grixis, I think are the successful three. <laughs> I love that we came up with the <laughs> same top three. So yeah, um, there is a hidden thing I noticed though, that on our um, on our top ones, um, which is interesting. Um, in my top five in particular, not really you as much, mm. but um, there is actually something I found out and I was thinking about. And I was like. You know, if we picked two colors and we added one color to it, which what color scheme has the most weird, like, has more options than it should? And it made sense to me. I was like, wait, this having this many different options by adding one color makes sense. Which one is that? Damir. Think about it. You have Grixis, oh. you add red, and now, like, Grix, like gr blue-black in the ideal of it, of... Well, now it can do this because it stole this color. If you think about it that way, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Grixis is so powerful. Oh no. And you got Esper, which is also so powerful. <laughs> and you look at Salti, oh, guess no. what? It's powerful. Can't unsee. Like, 
I I thought about it last night before we we were even started this. This was something that I didn't tell Kayla about, and I was like, oh my gosh, black, blue, and add a color is surprisingly has crazy synergy. That's messed up. So would you say black, blue would be one of the stronger colors then, color combos? Well, it's funny that you say that because it's like green, blue is obviously still the strongest dual color. Yeah. But black, blue, like it has good support and there's a lot of strong cards and synergies with it. I would still say Simic is way stronger than Demir could ever be. Um, yeah, that's fair. Personal opinion anyway. <laughs> But like if you if you play Demir and you add a color and you play the the try of that, for some reason the Demir ones seem to have a lot of really crazy synergy <laughs> for some reason. I feel like the only other one that would that kind of fits that bill a little bit is um uh gosh, I don't even think any of the other ones were as crazy as that. Even even Soltai was on your number six, so even yeah. in your top six, we had we had black blue a lot variant in there Mm -hmm. and there's only three (laughs) (laughs) i I just think it's pretty funny because like if you think about it that way it's like wow i never thought about black blue stealing another color and then becoming stronger it's like aesthetically oh my gosh (laughs) sultai sounds so much cooler now with that idea (laughs) even though it's very (laughs) it's very like cut and dry play out of my graveyard self mill mechanic wise Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, minus the one band commander, but mm, mm, wheel decks. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're talking about Leovold, of course, if you don't know who mm. that card is. Le- Leovold, the emissary, the the one that's uh, really got the, uh, well, if you draw more than one card, that's not a loud thing on him. Got banned very quickly in Commander. I remember when conspiracy, the new Conspiracy released with him, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want this card. <laughs> and I was pack-pulling, trying to get him, and then literally two weeks after set release, they banned it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So glad I didn't pull him. I would have been so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that does it for our Tricolor review here. Um, I definitely had an, a good time with this. I don't know about you, Caleb, but yeah. I sure enjoyed talking about this. Hope you guys enjoyed our try pizza. Yeah, try, try pizza pie. <laughs> yes, we did have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we hope to do another one of these. Um, we will come up with an episode name, maybe make another trailer like we did for this one. Not sure. Maybe we'll just do it on the fly and we'll we'll just be like, hey, we'll do this theme. <laughs> Heck, um, probably if we, we will eventually be doing a YouTube channel with a couple other players to play some Commander, and we will definitely be doing some post-war um, discussions on how the game went and <laughs> yeah. misplays that happened. Because, you know, if you're playing Magic, misplays happen. Everybody does time. it. Yep. Pros do it. <laughs> Casual players do it. Your mom even does it if she does, if she plays magic. <laughs> your boy. Oh, your boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're having a good time. Hopefully you had a good time. If you want us to do more of these things, um, definitely subscribe us on uh, Spotify. That's all we have right now. Uh, if you want to really chat with me or even get us more feedback on things, if we will be doing a Kickstarter at some point and eventually maybe a Patreon if we get popular enough yeah. on this Mayan goal. Um, right now I have a Facebook group made in, made in EDH. <laughs> um, I created it um, not too long ago. Um, I don't have anybody on there yet. 
Um, but I just told you now, so if you are interested, <laughs> <Go> sign up. <laughs> join up, talk with me. I, I don't mind talking to people about magic. Um, I generally like to have a good time. I We don't buy a lot of expensive cards. No, we are casual <laughs> players. We're here to have fun. Yeah, I don't think we have a lot of, um, of those uh, expensive lands, you know. Nope. <laughs> I don't. I think the most expensive lands I have are shocks, <laughs> and yeah. those were back pulled. I didn't pay $20 for it. I pulled those out of packs. <laughs> I lottery won. <laughs> uh, but yeah, me, me and Caleb pretty much play Arena and Commander. We love playing Commander, but we just don't get together a lot often. Thanks, thanks COVID, for that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a disease-ridden world. It's a Galgari lovescape. Yay! We all love it. <laughs> it, told us, it told us all to stay home because everybody's got the Maelstorm Pulse. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. Sorry. Um but yes. Uh hopefully we can um have some of you come and chat with us and stuff. That would be cool. But yeah, we will be definitely doing another episode. This is season 1, episode 1. We will be doing season 1 for the whole year. I will not do season 2 until year 2022. Oh damn. 222. Two, two. Oh yeah. You can't have you can't have season two and season twenty one. That don't make sense. <laughs> Come on. Yep, that's my idea for this. So hopefully you enjoyed this again. Um, on our way out, I think we need to honorably mention the best commander of all time. I don't think we've discussed this. <laughs> maybe we should we should add this as a point on maybe a future episode. Mm. Get Maybe, the, yeah, get the hype going. Yeah. We'll, we'll be thinking about Lure, the best commander. Lure the people in with the light. <laughs> Come on, get it. Fall into the mouth. And you can argue with us <laughs> on who's the best commander. Oh, yes. Indeed. I don't think there is one that's the best. There's yeah. a lot of good themes. We obviously discussed that today. <laughs> but, yes, uh, we will see you in a future episode. This is Chris, or known as the Brass Sword. This is Kayla. Known as Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, we will see you in the next episode. Bye.